This episode of Probably Science is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website or online portfolio. For a free trial and 10% off your first purchase, go to squarespace.com and use the offer code PROBABLYSCIENCE. Probably Science. Welcome to the all-new, now-sponsored Probably Science. I'm Matt Kirshen. With me is Andy Wood. Yes. And uh, Jesse Case. Jesse, well, I've changed my name to Squarespace Case. <laughs> Jesse. Je- Jesse Squarespace Case or just Squarespace Case? Squarespace Case. Or Squares Case. I don't, I don't know. I don't At know. At least uh, yours rhymes. Mine is Andy, build your own website easily and affordably wood. <laughs> well, that, and it's clunky. It is clunky. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, buddy. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Wel- welcome to the show. Yeah, it's um, it's our second week back from the holiday break, and uh, I feel like last week we we didn't even get a chance to catch up that much on what everyone's been up to. So you probably well, but we have we have guests introduced. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Also, ask him. But this is our our penultimate episode before the uh, big 100. Yeah, yeah. Next week, uh, we have something very special planned. I think that the fans will like it. Um, I was actually full nudity. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, if I just... Well, they won't. I mean, they won't know, but we'll do but it we fully will. nude this time. Normally, we just go frontal while we record. Yeah. Normally, we just, like, waist down nude, but... Yeah. This and I'm enjoying that. Thanks, guys. <laughs> That's the voice me. The voice of Dwayne Perkins, yes. who actually is naked on his first appearance <laughs> yeah. here on the show. Very funny comedian. Uh, never truly appreciated his physique, but... <laughs> right. No, no, we, no, no, we, no, we do. Yeah, no. we do. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's I'm, I'm spread the word because no one, you know, I don't work. I work out and I, I wear loose clothing, and uh, <laughs> so some of it is on me. But you guys can go ahead and spread spread the word. What, tell people. What's your take on 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 piscopoing, on uh, a comic who? who gets... <laughs> that is a great word. You know, I think piscopoing uh, the old what's now known as a carrot topping. Carrot topping. It's carrot topping or piscopoing. I guess it is carrot topping now, right? You know, I don't know. I think. Um, I think the 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 new wave of comedy mm-hmm. will be someone who can pull it off, who can be just yoked and super funny, you know, like because they don't go together. You they know, don't. they they, they you, completely don't go Rogan's together. Joe Rogan's in good shape. Joe Rogan's a yeah, yeah, he's like in good he's shape. But right, got the whole right. MMA physique going on. It limits his audience to a certain. Dem- I mean, he yeah. plays to his demo, yeah, and his his comedy doesn't seem to come from that vulnerable place. That's and true. people know he can, people, you know, you know he can fight and everything. Yeah, yeah. No, but someone's going to be like yoked and just sort of up there talking about their feelings and, and everyone's going to go f- along on that journey. Right. Yeah. And I don't know who's going to be the first. Maybe Matt. Well, you know? the, yeah. maybe. <laughs> give, it, give it another week. <laughs> right. there, there are comics that are in great shape, but they, they keep it undercover. Yeah, or, yeah. Or yeah. they create a, a persona that's, ma- that's, uh, I mean, it's like if you're, a, if you're a beautiful female comic, you might go the angle of Natasha Leggero and just, Heighten that to a thousand and yeah, yeah. act like you're or, better than everyone, and that's the joke. Or if you're like be raunchy, right. some girls do that. Or if you're Jezelnik, or these guys who are traditionally handsome, who are just alpha males on stage, they're not vulnerable. Like they're playing into, Tosh. like they're exaggerating their attractiveness. Yeah, Tosh does that, but he, yeah. but he, he sort of uh, balances it out with. He'll, like, yeah, he'll undercut letting that. you call him gay and yeah, that, but I'm that saying that kinda... there are ways to do it though. Like you yeah. know, someone like myself, like I mean, I'm constantly I have to carry a tennis racket to beat off these hordes of women, <laughs> right? And nice. it's like I have to make myself look just like a mess to go up. Right. I'm constantly wearing. I still have my prosthetics on right Hours now. Hours of makeup in yeah, the chair. Yeah, yeah. He's in yeah. The trailer yeah. It, no, it's like sets. it's like Charlize Theron in Monster. It took like six <laughs> hours to make her ugly. And I would still bang Aileen Wernos. So what I'm, so what I'm, so <laughs> it's like mission not accomplished with the ugliness. You're right. still I'm saying like, like that's how you can tell how hot you are. Is like how many hours of makeup does it take to make you look like a regular person? <laughs> you right, know? And right. that's always bothered me. Like I mean, 
I, I wanted to write a blog about this, then I realized there's no point to it. It's only going to like inst- instigate people online. Um, but like all the things about societal standards of beauty and body shaming and everything, like no matter what anybody does that accepts all kinds of bodies, everyone is still only showing people who have pretty faces. Like in like the Dove Real Beauty ads, yes. they show women who have a few extra pounds, still traditionally beautiful, symmetrical features. Symmetrical, yeah. Like they're not showing like burn victims, <laughs> right, right. people with horrible deformities. It's like everyone's beautiful as long as your face is beautiful. Well, like, that's the last tried, place. And also with those like plus, were still like in really, they were still right, right. really they're conventionally just, attractive yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. right. Everybody Slightly has bigger. their. Well, I think that's the message though. Well, is that still? It's be, like we're not. Yeah, yeah. Christina Aguilera <laughs> came out with that song. It's like, yeah, we know, Christina. You are beautiful. You are beautiful. Right, you right. are definitely, everyone knows. But do you want to change the That's definition? That's why posters of, of you are on lots of bedroom walls. Like, right. 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 It's like, <laughs> does beautiful mean exceptional? If that's true, then it's not everybody. And if it means you're a person, then yes, everyone is beautiful. Like, well, how do you define like, the word e- beautiful? Accept your body and own it right. and all that. Right, of course. But you're totally right with those ads. Like, every now and then an ad will come out where it does feature like amputees or something but even that they don't mess with the face it comes down to that like our innate thing yeah, yeah. we have a, a an initial revulsion that we have to overcome as evolved people to to like disfigurement right. because it signals someone who's probably bad for us to mate with exactly right. it, 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 so you it, have to it, fight against that and right. in movies even the you know quote-unquote ugly characters are not ugly at all they're, they're usually really hot with glasses, glasses on, on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i know <laughs> like a good-looking guy with a scar right <laughs> right right <laughs> Oh, that's so ridiculous. They, they've made, you know, they've made a hundred of those movies where uh, some guy takes a bet to date the ugly girl right. and has to make her hot. But it's like she was, yeah, and they took the glasses. It's like they're yeah. doing the Clark Kent of yeah. everyone yeah. knew she was hot. And that girl is hotter than any girl I've ever dated. And with I, with I, the I glasses on. Yeah. Evan Rachel Wood is Evan Rachel Wood. Right, no right. What. I, I would take a TV ugly in any day. Oh. <laughs> any day. Yeah, TV ugly gets you props in the it hood, does. you know. Well, like you're in shape though. Like we're talking about, like, and I'm not, I'm not buff. that funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I I learned my lesson in England, yeah, which is probably the wrong place to learn this lesson because of just sort of, you have jokes about it. Like I think America, Americans, we we're a tad bit more ambitious. We don't work yeah. harder necessarily, a little bit harder. But well, I think in America, it's more that Americans are allowed to wear their ambition on their sleeve. Right, right. Like they're allowed to. They're allowed to publicly admit to ambition. Right, and I, I was, uh, I was doing live at Jonglers a, a while back, uh-huh. and uh, I had to do two sets. And a girl I was dating, this she, is a TV show, by the way. She got me. A, it's like live at the like evening at the Improv, but it's the English version. Uh-huh. And she got me this sweater, and it was a really nice sweater, but it fit a little bit tight, you know, and it kind of showed my arms. And I, then I, on top of it, I had a bracelet on, like a silver bracelet, right? And I'm on stage, and I'm not owning it, so it's it's, it's partially me. But I'm on stage, and it's just. I, I'm like, I'm fighting uphill. And then from that day on, I said, I'm never going to wear anything that looks too nice on stage. But the, the two things I didn't, I never considered is I didn't own it. And plus, I'm, I'm in England. Like, where, well, you're, where, also, you're an you American know. already, so you're already yeah, yeah. fighting that inbuilt bullshit prejudice. Right, most, right. most of those people, you are the first black person they've seen. Right. <laughs> and they're just thinking about that. I mean, that's not take, from Jamaica, right? That'll take a good seven <laughs> minutes just to process. Yeah. And then your set's over. Well, plus, you come back and, 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 this was during the time where in America, like rock star comedy was flourishing. So you could sort of wear tight jeans, wear a tight shirt, only, yeah. you know, kick a chair right. over and just be super alpha. And, and then 
I'm in England and one tight shirt, one set with one tight shirt, and I went. I, I just ran right back to bowling shirts. <laughs> right. Bowling shirts open, just sort of you know. Guy Fieri sunglasses on the head. <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. If I have a rough set, I am the first to blame. Like just my clothing, anything right, but right. me, anything but my comedy. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, ah, eh, my socks didn't match. I didn't realize until later in the day that that's probably it why. Took they me out of it. it Flies were undone. Dick was out. Yeah, it was probably that. Yeah, probably. But now, now I, I think I could. Uh, you know, dress nice and pull it off. Yeah. You just have to disarm them some sort of way. You have to, like, let them know that you're not perfect, which is what the hot girls do. Just something to be like, okay. Exactly. We talked about this last week with uh, Dr. Peter McGraw, who wrote a book called The Humor Code about the science of why things are funny. And he was talking about there's a pretty common thread throughout stand-ups where the first couple jokes are things to uh, take take yourself down a little bit. Because nobody wants to have... Uh, what, of course, there are exceptions like Judah Friedlander. Yeah. Oh yeah, but, just like where you're playing that character. But they kind of like get it saying. though. Yeah. Like, but then yeah. again, Brody. even I think when when someone like Judah goes on stage and he has the whole uh, world champion persona and he got like he's opening by saying how like you know the world's most amazing athlete and so on. And it's at odds. Well, with that is what he yeah. Looks like. It's so ironic that it actually is self-deprecating. Like it's actually right. that would only be funny if someone like Judah were the one saying it. Right. Like, if and, someone and, who looked like Superman walked on stage and claimed to be effectively a human Superman, right, right, it right, wouldn't right. be funny. That's why, well, a lot of times, like, when the host is goes up, you know, before they bring me on, I try to get a good cry started. Yeah. And I go up there <laughs> and just bawling. Right. And, uh, you know, I feel like it's endearing right away. That actually makes me wonder, if someone like uh, Chris Evans or... Uh, uh, Who's the Thor guy? Hemsworth. If one of those guys tried to do like Brody Stevens act, right? The audience is just like, oh, it'd be scary. But here's the thing, though: <laughs> he really is the best. Per- Girls still wouldn't mind. You know what I mean? Like, well, they wouldn't be laughing though. They wouldn't be laughing. They would be like, yes, I want to. We make excuses for but what I, we want. Like, but I've seen that we before. We make excuses for hot chicks. We pretend they're smarter sometimes than they are. And mm-hmm. girls pretend that hot guys are funnier than they are. Well, there's oh, totally. definitely statistics yeah. on like on things like more attractive people getting hired ahead of less attractive people for jobs. Taller people being hired ahead, like the like presidents of America are substantially taller than the national average right, on average. Right. Um, right. Well, those other mainly the top hats though. We yeah, all yeah. have <laughs> our biases, yeah. and they're always on stages, so it does make a difference. But yeah. um, uh, it. And I've the one seen that it could before. Float. Who was that? Taft could float. That was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it at the improv though, where because you know in LA you get people who are actors giving stand up a go, right? And it doesn't work. Like when you see someone who really is just like just a good looking actor, despite the fact they brought st- all their friends. Yeah, stood on stage and just sort of posing and talking about auditions, and it just is awkward. Yeah, the audience is like, oh, this isn't. Yeah, no, you, you. We know you're doing well. You look, you're you're attractive and getting auditions. Uh, this isn't funny. <laughs> I don't want to root for you. Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Uh, so we should probably get to some stories before we do. We usually ask our guests, uh, Dwayne, do you have any background in science in the sciences? Um, yeah, you know, I was thinking about how would I answer that question. I, I don't know, very little. I mean, I was a computer science major in oh, really? college many months ago. Okay, well, that already puts yeah, you ahead of. Many moons ago. 99th percentile. Yeah, yeah. And just like the pure sciences, you know, chemistry, biology. I was never great at them. I didn't suck. I kind of sucked at biology because in high school I had it first period, which so I was late on. That'll ruin, yeah, that'll ruin anything. So uh, me and biology, we never really hit it off. And, you know, we could have been great together. Yeah, yeah. So How do you guys remember the order of your classes? <laughs> I can't fathom that. Well, only only because it was first period. Right. <laughs> Is it well, always the same order then? Because in Britain, mm-hmm. like you'll have a timetable at the beginning of like each year, or maybe even each term, like each semester. We have each semester, and, we have a different timetable. But right. um, 
but you'd normally have like a couple of each lesson scattered throughout the week. So like, oh wow. So the biology might be like, or, or like the bigger subjects like English, you might have like one lesson at the beginning of Monday, and then like a double it's so cocky double period in the middle of English. Thursday. Right. It's like don't be so nationalist. <laughs> well, we just go in through the door and they just high five us and you got it. Right, yeah, right, yeah. right. You got this one. Don't find out your T's. You're all set. Um, I don't know. No, we we had the same time. And the thing with biology is because I was late. That's the only reason. I, I can't yeah, tell you what I had third it. period. You know. Oh, oh, I see. Right yeah, now. yeah. And uh, so yeah, I'm all, I don't know. I'm okay with science. I don't. Yeah. And right now, I just watch maybe the History Channel. Is that kind of scientific? Sort of. Well, it's, what's it's when you're watching things like Storage Wars or? Right. <laughs> Which I, um... amazes me that programs like that are on like supposedly educational channels. <laughs> yeah. Well, every channel used to have an acronym that meant something has now been sort of KFC'd into just being letters. Yeah. Like, you know, KFC doesn't actually mean right. Kentucky Fried Chicken anymore. Like the same way TLC, because yeah, I wrote some the, trivia question about this, and you can't actually find any proof that TLC ever stood for the learning channel. Right. Like same they, thing with the record. D.L. Hughley, same thing. Like, <laughs> he won't tell you what the it's D.L. Important. means anymore. He's like yeah. Harry S. Truman of comics. <laughs> yeah. Wow. There's David a comic Lawrence. in Nashville um, named T.C. Cope. And the TC stands for Terry Cope, because that's his name. <laughs> so his name's Terry Cope Cope. Cope Cope. And if you get a chance, I don't mean to throw him under the He's bus. He's like an ATM machine. Yeah. <laughs> if you, if you, yeah, exactly. If you get a chance, follow him on Twitter, solely because he doesn't know how Twitter works. So his tweets are like direct messages, like, yo, man, what's up? Like, <laughs> like hey, Barry, did you get my text? And like, those are his tweets. It's awesome. That's how, it, what's funny about that is my mom, she, she text messages her kids. Like it's like it's Twitter, like she'll put us all on one text message, right? And just blast us during the day, but it's it feels like Twitter because it's it's always right. like today's the day the Lord made. Pray, have faith. It, it's <laughs> not it's not like a direct message to any child. It's just right stuff that we should all kind of think. Yeah, and, and like sure. linking to CNN articles. Yeah, it's it's just like Twitter, but like her own personal Twitter of you know five people. Does she yeah. know about Twitter yet? She, she knows. Oh, that's a tough. I don't know. I'm, Is that one that you want to kind of keep her away from it? Yeah, it's weird. Why do Twitter seems to get raunchier than, like, say Facebook, for instance? But she does. She's not on anything, so she just text messages and and like literally, yeah. Like it's always praying. She's very religious type woman. Sure, sure. So it's always pray, 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 and you know. My mom. It took my mom like three months to figure out how to turn off the caps lock on her phone. Oh, that's <laughs> great. Just three months of texting. Sometimes stuff will just get stuck, you know, and she just has to do that like for like a week i just got text from her in cyrillic <laughs> you know just like she just had the russian keypad right, right, right. and uh did you guys ever see the fake koki roberts twitter account no oh my god it's one of my favorite things i mean Who's for koki a while roberts? everyone thought it was real she's a newscaster okay um and sort of unremarkable except you know a little bit older so it'd be reasonable that this could have been uh so there was a twitter account at koki roberts and it just said things like Nearest Applebee's, followed by Washington DC Applebee's, followed by in quotes the word Washington, a plus sign, and then the word DC in quotes, then plus sign, then Applebee's. That's great. I love it. Uh, my, I've I've saved a screenshot from. Uh, this is an email you have to see from my mum that I'll sort of I'll have to act it out with a capital, so it's just like in all caps. Um, Thanks, Dad said to phone him when you land, and he will let you know if he's able to pick you up. And then lowercase in brackets. Sorry, just realized typing in capitals. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Very still English. Still just no yeah, knowledge that you could backspace you just that one. Delete that. Have it that a, nope. Yeah. It's just real time thoughts. 
sort of the the Elton John lyric, uh, but then again, no. <laughs> like, what song is that? Is it Danny's song? I always forget which. Oh Some yeah, kind of yeah, song. yeah, joke about yeah, that. Yeah, your song. song. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Uh, anyhow, okay, so we should probably get to some actual yeah, let's science. Do it. Let's do it, you guys. Break let's the record and get to that before the let's 15 minute mark. And uh, so I'm, I'm, I don't want to not break the record, but oh, no. I want to tell people we can talk about it later too. That I also have a book on Amazon called Hot Chocolate for the Mind. Hot Chocolate for the Mind. Yes. Dwayne Perkins. We'll link to that on on yes, ProbablyScience.com. Yes. It's a collection of funny stories. We can talk about it. But I want. I'm. I'm. I'm here for science. She blinded me with science. No, but Let's do you're it. also a guest, and we yeah, you're also will. Oh, listen, let's talk about Hot yourself. Chocolate for the Mind. Is that uh, is that like a um. Just like an autobiographical short stories, um, like, it's yeah, not, not not it's not a memoir. It's just uh, co- a collection of funny stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a memoir. <laughs> I think if you if you if you Story read the whole book, book. yeah, <laughs> if you read it, you will have insight into me. On it's like you know how girls don't tell you everything about themselves. Like some girls, like you get it in dribbles and you have to piece it together. Yeah, like. She'll just be like, "Oh, I he's yeah, I know him. We we met in rehab." And you're like, "You were in rehab?" Like it's kind of like, yeah. I don't. There's nothing I say directly about myself. It's mainly things that have happened through my travels when I've been to England and um, just a bunch of basically a collection of my blogs that I wrote. Okay, funny sure. things. So, like, sort a, of is that Anthony Bourdain meets uh, David Sedaris meets yes, uh, yes. Bill Bryson. Yeah, Sedaris is like my inspiration, but even his books probably have more of a through line than this. It's just sort of. Here's something funny. Here's something funny. And so yeah. you can pick it up and turn it to any page and just and go, you know. Um, and you were writing these as they were happening, which the thing yes, I always yes. wondered about David Sedaris, like how how do you remember a conversation from when you were 12 years old? Right. You know, like yes. There's a lot of fictionalization in this. But if yours were blogs, then they were probably as I, yeah, as they were happening. Straight. Like like you know, being in the 90. A lot of them take place in the 99 cent store, which as is they should. Which is why I'm glad I'm here on the 99th episode. It's oh sort yeah, of makes oh, sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and uh, you should so, tell your mom about that. She'll read into it. Right. She will. She will. Yeah. You know what she'll do? She'll play that number. She plays numbers, which is not I don't think, super religious. Yeah. 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 It's, there's so, a religiousness to that. She'll there's play a, my there's birthday. There's certainly yeah. a lack of <laughs> you mean a lack of calculation <laughs> combined <laughs> yeah. with. Well, she's tr- always tr- she's always so faith. close, right? And I try to tell her close you're gonna, doesn't, you're gonna <laughs> always kind of be close because there are only nine digits. Right. So you can you can you know you can play that game or ten digits if you count to zero, right? So like. But she'll be like, "Oh, I played your birthday, and oh, that if that six was a nine, and, and that and it was like, listen, stop, just stop." You're like, yeah. but she won't, she won't stop. She plays, she's a lotto person. Um, so yeah, ninety nine cent store. Like I'm in, I'm in line behind a guy who had a bunch of change, pennies, uh-huh. in fact, pennies and nickels, and he was buying baby powder. Like that was the one. Oh, like, he was down oh, to his last depressing, dollar. Depressing. And and so you just wonder, like. Like, of all the things they sell in that store, like, why was baby powder your... Now, he was on a bike. Yeah. So, I don't know if there was some so chafing. Just chafing. Yeah, does, yeah. He have, does he have Maybe a dry he was, baby? What if he was, he... Gonna, he was cutting cocaine with the baby powder. Oh, that's a great... I love that You angle. know what I mean? Like, he's about to sell the coke. I love that. He's down to his last... So it's like I need to turn this. So that's I need like to make this that's last. the most proactive thing you can do at that moment. Is at that moment because yeah, he yeah. needs to like he needs to get two coke sales out of what he, normally would be one. So I he see. uses that last dollar I to buy. It. Or he needs to squeeze into a full latex bodysuit. Right, and he's getting paid for that. Yeah, or I would like to think he's making money later the day later in the day with the baby powder somehow. Well, maybe he thinks. I mean, maybe he's not all there, and he thought that baby powder was like dehydrated baby, and you just add water, then you have a baby. And he was going to sell that for. He's going to sell the baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, baby absolutely. That, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. Black market hey, baby. Hey, Andy, look at this. Do you think this guy looks like me? And, and we got to get the science. I know. 
Uh, no, is this just a, a default picture that came in a picture frame? Yeah, he looks like me, right? Not that much. A little bit. Okay. Well, I thought I thought he did. Okay, okay. To the point where I thought it was me, <laughs> and I and I Someone kept the frame. Taken an unlicensed picture. And I kept me. the frame, and I, I don't I didn't take the guy out of the looks frame. Looks a lot like you. Yeah. So I bought a frame, and I was already in it. Can in we get default. that picture to put up on probably? <laughs> sure. Yeah, yeah. We got to get a photo. Powered of Powered by Squarespace. Because I used to have a shirt like that too, and so. I was like, I bought a. How many evenings do you have just hanging out with gorgeous women on couches at wine parties <laughs> yeah. where you think maybe that photo could have been taken of you? You know what? I didn't have any re- recollection of that happening, but I'm like, could But have that seems like something that could have happened widely. in your life. You're like, yeah, I could see myself in that scenario. Yeah, yeah. The people in the back don't seem like they're real, but yeah, like a girl could sit on my lap. That happens. <laughs> sure. But like, if, but that, I mean, that looks like a, a pretty hoity toity party. Like, if I. If I, like, can't, I don't think a girl's and, ever sat on my lap with and a glass I don't, of wine I don't drink either, so there's no way like well, this could have happened and well, I don't that's, remember that's it. That's because you, know? you have to have a Tempur-Pedic lap um, <laughs> if you want girls with wine around. Otherwise, they'll spill it. Otherwise, they'll spill yeah. it everywhere. Well, no, yeah, you're, it's too, like, you're too yoked. Your you're quads are too, <laughs> if I, too developed. If I ever like saw a picture frame and the sample photo in it was a guy that looked just like me, but he's like playing Twister, I'd be like, it's not me. <laughs> Right. It's not it's me. Impossible. It's impossible. I need to find out who he is. I need to meet him. We need to hang out. Have we talked about the fact that one of our roommates has an entire divide? He uses it as just a room divider, but it's one of those um, just uh, sort of accordioning, maybe five foot tall thing that's all pictures, just picture frames, but then a bunch of wood panels. And he just left the default pictures in all the frames. Yeah, yeah. It's nice. the saddest nice, thing. That's nice. really sad. In his bedroom. Really well, sad. I like, it's it's marginally sad like that. If it, What make it really sad is if he's given them all names and backstories. Right, right. right. This is Emma. Uh, we met in the summer of 98. Yeah. These all look like they were taken at the same time. In the same this, is a, this is Barbara and Mark. They're my best friends. Yeah. It's crazy that picture frames have to come with pictures in them. Like, like you can't fathom like you don't what, know it what to do. For right, right. Yeah, yeah. What, now what goes in this? Again? It's, like it's almost like a challenge. It? You're like, my family's hotter than that family. Right. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Take out the photo. So anyway, yeah, I, I still have this picture frame and I never took it out. And um, I think it looks enough like me that I could, other than the, the price and the uh, wood classic collection yeah. at the bottom. It sure. could be a Dwayne Perkins. Yeah, candid. Yeah. yeah, send us that picture. We'll put it. Well, up on I the site. I Photoshop that type of stuff into all my photos. Like like <laughs> if I have a, if I have like a fun photo of me, like I'll add like only at Walmart, like in right, the top right, corner, right. you know, just in yeah. case anyone ever frames it. Well, also in that scenario, you, you could say you've done some modeling. Uh, no, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Just because it's self modeling doesn't mean it's not modeling. Let me ask you this, Dwayne. Uh, yes. Did you ever grow up with dogs? Uh, yes, I had a dog once, once in my life, when I was a young young boy, and I won't tell you the name of that dog. Because it's my security question on all of my um Ooh, okay. passwords. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Woofy sixty nine. Right, right. <laughs> your um, your dog name had a number in it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. The first sixty eight didn't last very long. So. And the W was capitalized, right? Yeah. <laughs> Swish. Um Well, um you know, I don't I don't know if you knew this, because I certainly didn't know this, but um dog you know, dogs poop. They go out and poop. Yeah, uh, I, I had heard that. They do that from time to time. Sometimes yes. they have to poop. Um, and people always wonder why why they're sort of pooping. Um, or they're so particular. About why are they pooping. so particular? It takes them forever to find a place to right, poop. Right, right. I've noticed you know? that. Yes. And uh, normally, we, I guess we always think, oh, they're sniffing around. They want to, you know, territorial. Turns out that um, they're actually aligning themselves with the Earth's magnetic field before Get pooping. Out. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. They have an ability to sense the orientation of the Earth's magnetic field, 
Uh, it's been detected in migratory animals such as birds, whales, and bees, and they're thought to use this for navigation. But um, they did a study, and it, it's the first to find such uh, magnetosensitivity in dogs. And the researchers spent two years gathering this uh, this data. I they, love this. They, they watched over five thousand pee breaks and eighteen hundred defecation stops in Germany in the what Czech is, what Republic. One of them a break, one of them's a stop. By the way, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and after they ruled out the influence of wind, time of day, and sun angle, the researchers found that the only factor that played a role in determining how and where the dogs popped a squat was the Earth's magnetic field. Popped a squat is on Discover Magazine's blog. I love that's the, the modeling. Like they have to like hold certain variables still. And figure out the other variables. Yeah, well, that's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in any scientific experiment, well, you have to control for uh, other factors, and also, like, even when there's a correlation, you then don't know whether right one causes the other, or whether they're both caused by an outside factor, or yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I've I've seen well over eighteen hundred dog poops. Right. And I never thought there was a way to capitalize. I never thought. You yeah. Know, I, I mean, how do sort of experiment? The thing is, what what device is checks the the, the magnetic. Fields. Well, they don't. They don't. They definitely don't know. This is not a story, by the way. Uh, I remember. I remember seeing this over Christmas, thinking, "Oh, we should cover this." And then a couple of listeners also were like, "Yep, yep, you should definitely cover cover this." Including uh, a listener, listener Kristen, Kristen uh, at Sisyphist, spelled on um, on Twitter. But uh, yeah, uh, they don't really know. Um, they they like uh, I said, they controlled for. Um, they controlled for all these other factors. They don't know if the dogs felt the magnetic pull. But they base their conclusions on the fact that during periods of instability in the Earth's magnetic field, when the sun's magnetic field and solar winds vary its orientation, uh, the dogs no longer showed a preference for the north-south axis. Which was usually the preferred orientation. Which, which again, it, yeah, so they want they normally align themselves north-south. Right. South. So right. you think, like, oh, it could be something inside them that's sensing the magnetic field, or it could be another factor, like, we don't we don't notice that maybe certain vegetation grows in a north-south way because of the Earth's magnetic field, and the dogs sense that, and oh, right, that's right, why they right. stand that way. Um, but right. when there's interruptions in the magnetic field because of solar activity, they stop doing that. The weird thing is, during particularly bad solar flares, they poop on each other and film it. <laughs> which I found, I think it's a strange... Only German shepherds. Though. Only right. German shepherds, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, to me, it's like... I don't know what 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 exactly do you do with this information? Yeah, well, it's but not it, actionable information. Well, maybe, I guess one thing you could do is mm. if you are stuck in the wilderness with a dog but no compass. <laughs> mm. Yeah, just give him some X lax and yeah. Like, yeah. If it's cloudy, there's no you can't see the north star. You, exactly. The dog right? poops and yeah. You what, could you could literally set your course by well. What they didn't mention was whether they orient themselves always. Fa- they said they orient themselves along the north, north south, south axis, so yeah, but I don't be... know which way they're facing. So you might be off if you're trusting. Well, your dog. you might be off, but then you could use the you could use the movement of the sun to work out east to west. Oh right, okay. Oh, so yeah. you could there you, you could it. work out you could work out like roughly you could you could narrow it down to a quadrant. If, you got, if the sun's visible to you, you can also just figure out. Yeah, you wouldn't need the dog at all. Kind of east west. Now we're talking yeah, yeah. survival skills. Yeah, yeah. yeah. First of all, you're going to need the dog because at some point you're going to have to eat <laughs> right. the dog. I used to have a bit that I did that someone finally fact-checked me on, but it was a bit about how I'm jealous of the menstrual cycle. Because if I was ever, like, trapped in the wilderness and had to survive, I would have no way to know when a month went by. <laughs> so I'd, like, lose my concept of time and go crazy, and someone's like, you just count the days. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I guess I could also do that instead of doing the weirdest joke ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that joke still works. I mean, we're, we're, we're assuming you'd be too sad to count the days. 
and 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 if you had a menstrual cycle, it'd be like, oh, I guess it's thirty. Yeah, well, don't even assume say... that about me in the joke. Just assume I'm too sad to count the <laughs> yeah. days. I never right, know. Right, right. But the end of that was going to be someone saying, well, like if you're if you're starving, your body goes into like survival mode and stops menstruating or something. I thought they were going to say that, or maybe so. No, no. But someone's like, well, why wouldn't you just? just I mean, count, just the, the, take them the off sun still of goes bark. up and yeah. goes down. <laughs> it's pretty like, easy. What do you? And I was like, well, that's. I guess that's fair. Yeah. And also, why would you necessarily need to know that a month has gone by? Well, all well, the line I used was... <laughs> so you can know when your birthday comes, you know. What, the, yeah. the, the line I used was, oh, I'm spotting today, time to harvest the edamame. Which, you know, it must be the solstice or something. Like, I right. thought I thought just for growing crops. Like, if you had to survive the rest of your life, um, I feel like uh, menstruating could pay off in that environment. I don't know. You know, there was a lady, there's an island, I forget the name of the island, it's it's... Maybe you guys know it's close to here. Uh, there's, it's like a, there's a military Hawaii. Hawaii. No, 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 no. It's a lot closer. No, you said military. You're thinking of Hawaii. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. You're, you're, no, no. Listen, it's don't be embarrassed. Don't double down. You're thinking of Hawaii. <laughs> no, I, I can look it up. You know, Channel, the Channel Islands. Yeah, the Channel Islands. Yeah. It's it's off that coast. Yeah, Hawaii. It's yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, Pacific, middle of Pacific Pearl Harbor. Right, 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 right. Pearl Harbor. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah, yeah. With the fifty stars. Um, it's not that little. Oh, go on. If you describe it, maybe I'll know what you. Okay. About. Well. Go story goes oh, a long time ago. People lived there. Some Hawaiians. Some people came. Yeah, yeah. hula dancing. And they uh, they killed them off, right? But they and they, they they didn't kill them. They took them. They and took them back to like maybe like some U.S. Main, or some mainland place. Same mainland place. Yes. One of them became. But they left one lady, one okay. lady, and she lived there by herself for eighteen years. What? And then when they went, some 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 people went back. They they found her and she was still living. Uh huh. Uh, and they, then they gathered her, took her back to Santa Barbara. And then, um. And she kept track of all of her periods, and that's why it's called being marooned. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, well, she, 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 no, I loved it. That's great. She died two weeks, uh, later. Oh, but that's an awful After story. After they came back? Yeah, because, like, her immune system, she was exposed to something that they had that she couldn't. Wow. Process. Or was she starving and they overfed her? That happened a lot. A lot of yeah. They took it to, to Pizza Hut actually. And no, no, I don't. I really thought there was an end to this story. Like the that woman's buffet. name, Anne Hathaway. You know, I thought there was like, going to be some. <laughs> no, right. I wish, but I'm saying she 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 survived. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 18 years. She managed alone. to do probably because she didn't decide to track time. Because if you did that, you would get so depressed. She I read this book on. about uh, recently about there was a part about uh, being stranded adrift uh, on a raft alone. Mm -hmm. And when you hit the doldrums where like there's no current, you're in between currents. So everything is so flat and so monotonous. And uh, it really described in detail, the incredible percentages of people that go completely insane, uh, like irreparably insane. Just from zero stimulus. When being stranded on a raft and um, how like, even if it's for, you know, it takes like less than a week just to l- completely lose it, to go just feral. Wow. Just because your yeah. seat, there's nothing at all visually. Every day is the well, same. Well, just the, the concept the of same. time, everything just becomes nuts. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, I, I was thinking about that. Like, if I were, you know, ever like taken hostage or stuck by myself, and there are various things that people do in those situations that they're trained to, like, we build told that- you to not hint to the listener. Yeah. All right. Please stop dropping hints. People <laughs> don't need to know where you are. You're with us now. 
Okay. Well, speaking of, actually, <laughs> but, speaking of seafaring vessels, uh, another listener sent in this. I'm sorry, did you have another? Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I was I was just going to say, like, you know, people have these methods for dealing with it. Like, they, they'll build a house in their head, or they'll play chess against themselves. Or paint a volleyball. Yeah, know, and I don't, think, I don't think there's <laughs> any single activity that I can visualize in sufficient detail for it to take more than about a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how to put up a house. I can't play like I can't play blindfold chess past like the third move. I've lost track of where the pieces are. Right. That's I, what, I I think I could I could kill an hour or two. Uh, sometimes I've tried to like mentally practice playing guitar, and it actually does do something. I think there's been studies that show stuff like that. Yeah, but that is crazy. <laughs> like all like all this. All you this, have a guitar in your room. <laughs> but well, no, but like all you, this stuff. If you think about like, it, imagine going crazy. Play chess in your head. It's like if you saw a guy doing that in a bench. Crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a crazy yeah. guy. It's, yeah, I think I, I agree. I think you have to do something with your hands. You can't go be into your mind because your, your mind is what's being crazy. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, by the way, it was San Nicholas Island. I, I looked San it up. San Nicholas. That's like, like, how'd you stop from going insane out there? I wrote a manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> it's a vicious cycle, this insanity. You know, I, I was going to write a manifesto, but then I thought, I think something about writing one makes you crazy, and I don't yeah. want to kill people, so I, I abandoned. There's, yeah, no good, there's no good manifestos. There's no, no, there's no good manifestos. Also, if you don't have a log cabin, you can't even do it. Yeah. That's like the yeah. only place you can write a manifesto anymore. Right, in a fountain pen. You have to know calligraphy, maybe. There's, there's, well, back in the day, manifestos were just a good way to get your opinions out. Yeah. Like, that was before Tumblr. Right, right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's finally between manifesto and blog. That's a good point. Um, but we have another listener who sent in a story that was fascinating to me and hopefully to everyone else. Um, in the 1900, early 1900, in 1900, the actual year 1900, uh, some divers found the wreck of a Roman vessel off the Greek island of Antikythera. And among the treasures remanded to the Greek government was an unassuming corroded lump. Uh, sometime later, the lump fell apart, revealing a d- damaged machine of unknown purpose with some large gears and many smaller cogs, plus a few engraved words in Greek. And uh, recently, x-ray studies and advanced photography have uncovered the true complexity of this so-called Antikythera, or Antikythera, I don't know how you say it, mechanism. Um, and they said the device is so astonishing, it's like discovering a functional Buick in medieval Europe. This was listener Benjamin Royal who sent it in. Yeah, and, uh, but, they, but they don't say what they, it... Oh, yeah, so, so it's uh, using only an ingenious system of gears, the mechanism could be used to predict the month, day, and hour of an eclipse, and even accounted for leap years. It could also predict the positions of the sun and moon against the zodiac and has a gear train that turns a black and white stone to show the moon's phase on a given date. And it's possible it could also show the astronomical positions of the planets known to ancients, ancients those being Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn. Wow. It's um, pretty yeah. sweet. That's pretty so they only recently figured out what this thing is, thanks to all this imaging. And um, the, the mystery of who actually built that thing remains. It's uh, been linked, the Highlander, I reckon. The Highlander, <laughs> probably. Um, it's been linked to renowned... Uh, Ancient inventor Archimedes. Um, Why is no one talking about the fact that they found it on an ancient submarine? See, that <laughs> seems way crazier to me. <laughs> like in an underwater Atlantean sea base, they found this crazy thing. <laughs> so, a clock was found. Yeah, it was <laughs> handed to them by a merman. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> There's a full uh, Wikipedia article on on just this kind of device and all the the various things that it can do in terms of yeah, showing moon phases and solar calendars and. It's it does think just the wreck of a Roman vessel, by the way, rather than a submarine. So I think it was yeah. it was once an above the surface right, ship. Right, right, right. No, I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's been dated to about the first century BC. See, this is so amazing. I don't know. Like my version of this is when I go to England and I have to get like a a temporary phone. 
Yeah. And I just buy like a the burner? old yeah, burner and I buy like the <laughs> old the old Samsung's. Yeah. The very like and then I'm like, yeah, yeah. man, this did a lot of shit. I didn't even realize and I'm you know, yeah, like you took it for granted. It's, it's like yeah. eight years ago, but this was a good phone. It has a timer. Yeah, you're There's playing a... Snake on it. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> Snake. I forgot about Snake. Oh, and you had to just go up and over and up and over and up and over. You yeah. could you could infinitely loop it. Well, eventually it gets so long it fills the whole screen. You couldn't go forever, right? Well, that that's when you beat the game. It will stop you. Oh, no. oh really? It didn't beat you at that point. No, no, you no. The house doesn't always win with Snake. They're very they're Get very, out of the city. They're very moral people. Do I have that phone on me? I gotta. I'm gonna have to. You gotta that's, teach me this trick. It's only been like ten years, and that might as well be Pong when I think about it. You know, isn't that crazy? How Snake fast was a great game, Snake man. Snake was Pong though, technologically. Yeah, but that was also on a phone, like on a handset. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, Snake was Snake was a great game. That's back when uh, texts were like fifty cents a piece. <laughs> right, right. But that's yeah. just my version of of this thing. Like yeah, that's what yeah. you do before before you had Wi Fi. Before oh sorry, three G. Before you could just yeah. When you're waiting for a friend to show up, and you, nowadays you'd be I'd be pissing around on the internet. But then you'd play you'd play, Snake. play Snake or that tennis game that I had on the Sam's on the uh on the Sony Ericsson. Ooh, yeah. look who had a tennis, tennis game? game on his yeah, Ericsson. Yeah, there was also uh, there was like blackjack like video blackjack mine right. had three games on it one of them was it's like a joke i don't even know it wasn't the quality of snake right. or the did you guys ever have uh jesse i think you might be too young for this um the early handheld games that were just one one thing was one game and yeah. it only had a, a series of i guess those were uh i guess it was an lcd like a really primitive LCD screen. Yeah, I had a Star Wars one, like a. But you're just in the trench on the Death Star the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like they had those in like 1980, probably. Yeah, I am too young for that, but fortunately, I was raised very poor. <laughs> so <you're still> <laughs> so <laughs> any references you make, I okay. still get. <laughs> like we can talk eight track players. You want to do it? We, I've never. I, I don't think we had a CD player until like 97. I've never when had your family got their first Speedamix. Right. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever seen an eight track player. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. We sure. wanted the family car. Yeah, they used to be really? cars. Yeah. Well, see, you had a family car, so that's that's saying something. Yeah. Okay. Oh, look. At, yeah. We have a way of driving ourselves around town. <laughs> right. Right. Money bags case over here. Well, guys. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm from New York. No one had a car, really. So. Yeah. Is that a? How long ago did you leave New York? Uh, oof. a long time ago, like at least 15 years ago. Did you have to? Did you get a license as? Like later in life, yeah, yeah. Like I, I was still in, I was still in New York. I got a license when I was like twenty two, maybe. Yeah, yeah was late. that weird? Like studying, for, like learning to drive at twenty. It just seems like it's just a bizarre thing. My mom not... didn't get one until she was fifty. Really? And just to say she had, like, it was like one of her right. bucket sure. list things. She still sure. doesn't drive. Friend of the show, Nick Duty, is just about to learn to drive. Oh my god! At it's age forty-one. Is that right? It might as well be Tarzan being brought back into civilization. You know, when I hear stories about, like, I think Paul F. Tompkins only learned to drive in the last, like, five years or so. Yeah, quite a few, uh, my friend Ed Byrne, very funny comic based in the UK as well, just Bonkers. learned to drive in his late 30s. Wow. Because if you grew up, if, again, because if you grew up somewhere like London, uh, or even in the U most places in the UK, yeah. are accessible fairly easily through public transport. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's not a weird or, thing to or, use public or, transport. Or uh, druid portals. Right, druid portals, <laughs> uh, penny <laughs> farthings. Penny farthings. Or just being carried on the back of a manservant. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And so when you grow up in Britain, yeah, it's not... Which I find more comfortable than the penny farthing. <laughs> yeah, it's set up that way. Whenever I go there and I have a gig, like I never have... To, when I get off the train, I always walk to the gig. It's always that close. Yeah. Yeah, like, sometimes like some of the smaller of towns, the train station's a little bit out and you... Yeah, yeah. you Make a decision whether to spend money on a cab or spend twenty five minutes walking. But right. I wonder if, if there's been any studies. If that there's show, no penny farthing available, yeah. I wonder if people who learn to drive later in life are 
always at a disadvantage as far as how good they are I as drivers. I you know? doubt it, because I think there's also... I think there's a certain amount... Firstly, once you reach a certain age, you've probably spent a lot of time interacting with traffic as, a, as an adult and being aware of it. So, you know, you might have cycled, you might have... You know, you crossed the I like road. the idea of interacting with traffic. But, you know, there's socially. things like you get an appreciation from just being a pedestrian or being a cyclist or whatever for how traffic works that you don't necessarily when you're a 15 year old and just you're fairly oblivious to things right right um yeah you're you're more vulnerable and i think i don't know i'd be interested to know the stats but i reckon an older learner driver has a level i'd I'd like to think they have a level of maturity and healthy respect for the road humility too because their reflexes are slower and they're like uh, you know like when you're young you think you're invincible. Doesn't matter, you know. Yeah. When you're fifty, you're like, you know, I know I can. I'm made of meat. Die. I can yeah. be destroyed very easily. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. I think a post existential crisis driver's license is the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like your insurance should go down if you have an existential crisis. <laughs> right, that right, is right. kind of why young people's insurance, why they're a bigger risk, is yeah, they don't have well, that they're, understanding they're still of their brains. Yeah, yeah it's you, you, the risk taking. I mean, we've talked about it. The yeah. risk taking in young people. Oh, no, but and, then and being egged started, on by friends and that that article we talked about a while back didn't that actually also say that risk taking goes back up again after a certain age? It was uh, like. 20 episodes ago, maybe. I don't, I don't know. know. Remind, remind Interesting. So what age would, would it go back up, you think? I forgot what it was. I think it was uh, in the 50s. Well, no, I'm just I'm just guessing. But it was you know, we could, you could build a website, probably, to to, you know, to talk about that. Not some a bad sort of idea. Thing. How, wanted, how would a person do that, Jesse? Well, they could probably do it on, on a Squarespace, Andy. Really? Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of this? A Squarespace. Yeah, yeah. So it's a site that yeah, lets it's not, you build. Well, there used to be round space. Okay. Right? And then people are like, we don't want this. This is bullshit. So they came out with uh, this thing called Squarespace. And what really? it is, it's this all-in-one sort of platform. Uh-huh. Have, you, have you heard of those? That they make it fast and easy to create your own uh, professional website or online portfolio. That sounds expensive and difficult. Well, actually, uh, you know, much to, much to your chagrin, <laughs> you could have a free trial, Matt. And you could get 10% off your first purchase if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code Probably science. Wow, that's the name of our show. It is the name of our show, and it's very convenient that they do that because you know we built our website with Squarespace, you guys. And Uh, what's this wee garbage? (laughs) I did it, but that's how easy it was. It could be done by one person. Well, that's how easy. That's how easy it is. I feel like I did it because (laughs) that's how easy. You know what I mean? Normally, building a website would be like a three or four man job, where like one person would hold like a bit of HTML in place while another guy, while the other person nails it into the screen. And that's why I say we is because I'm so used to talking about websites that way. It, it baffles my mind that simply one it's person one per- could make yeah, a website. You just pick a template that looks cool to you. And there's, a, there's a bunch of ones. That, I mean, especially if you have things like portfolios, they have lots of great ones for, for just displaying your work. Uh, they well, they're have- constantly improving their platform with new features and new designs. I know this. And they have even better support now, Andy. You know you know what's weird? <laughs> it's the, the name of their support group. They uh-huh. have an office. Uh, they call it the Care Bear Lair. That's how much they take care of you. That's how much they take care of you when you're in there. That's incredible. And I'm sure they didn't name themselves that. Someone else probably, yeah. probably available, available 24 hours a day, seven days a week for support. Um, and they have a great new uh, e-commerce platform that we are going to implement soon once we finally get some goddamn T-shirts made. That's right. Some everyone's fingers touch shirts and connect. some be, everyone's fingers connect and uh, be a lady fart into a tissue shirts. Well, um, they're design focused. You connect your accounts, you guys. Squarespace. If Squarespace it's, was a person, I would suck their cock right now. <laughs> These fucking guys. This, let me tell you something about Squarespace. It's <laughs> our first read. It's our first sponsor. I don't but know. But I feel like we I, said earlier, your, your name is... Uh, is Jesse Squarespace Case. Yeah. Right. So... 
It, you have to it get makes to suck sense. Your own cock yeah. is what I'm what I'm hearing. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. So I was right. talking, I was talking <laughs> yeah, auto fellatio. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, they absolutely do have an e-commerce. Uh, they've added the platforms. So you can do some shopping. You know, you can set up shop. You can sell some things. You it's, can do it the, just a few minutes. The basic thing is, it's much cheaper and easier than hiring someone to design and build a site for you, and it looks just as good. You can just go on there and grab a template, put something up, and we imported the whole of our Tumblr blog. Yeah, in. and now we have all of our. Uh, we, you can stream all of our episodes from there. Uh, we have the gallery. It shows behind the scenes pictures from, from past episodes. We have the we have, donate link great, and the Amazon.com buttons. It's great. The live appear, we've got a calendar on there of live appearances, including, uh, one that we're making next month, February 8th at, uh, San Francisco Sketch Fest. It's February 4th, right? It's 4 p.m. Saturday, 4 PM, Saturday February, February 8th at the punchline. Uh, yeah. With and you can check that out on our Squarespace built website. Yeah, yeah. That's true. Where we have that up. Nice. Now, who yeah. wants the story about King Kong? Yeah. King Kong, let's well, do no, it. The yes. only risk I would say of using Squarespace is that you'll jizz in your pants when you see the <laughs> right, website. Right, right. Squarespace.com. <laughs> yeah, Squarespace won't take your down payment and move to Brazil. So, no. like some web. How do I do, guys? They're great. Yeah. Oh, solid. I'm I'm gonna switch. <laughs> <laughs> Again, ten percent off if you go to squarespace.com and use the offer code probably signs. Right. Uh it's so, so weird that we're just volunteering to do that for free. <laughs> we're nice people. <laughs> like we do need sponsors at some point. Yeah, so uh if you want to sponsor the show and you would like us to talk about you the way we just talked about squarespace.com. <laughs> right. Cuz we it is Even weird that we Squarespace just... the company if you want to do this. If then... Squarespace wants to actually sponsor us, I feel like we're we are being nice to them. Yep. We yeah, compared that was we compared their business to Auto Felicio. Yeah, uh, I mean I feel I feel like, you know, you fake it till you make it. So, uh, uh here's a story that apparently it was fruit that killed the beast uh Gigantopithecus, which is the largest known ape. So mm-hmm. basically ancient King Kong. Uh it might have been wiped out by a diet of fruit containing little nourishment. Uh nearly eighty years ago, according to this new scientist story, uh Dutch anthropologist Gustav Henrich Ralph von Koniswald, which is what all anthropologists used to be named back then. They used to have names like Yeah, that. it was like sort of a that'd be yeah. like Dr. Jenkins. It's or kind of like a Brave New World type thing it where really you're just is. an alpha or beta. Yeah. Uh he discovered a giant human-like tooth in a drugstore in Hong Kong and named the animal it came from a Gigantopithecus. Uh, since then, thousands more large teeth and three jawbones have come to light in southern Asia. Uh, they show that this this is a pretty massive beast. It, uh, it stood up to three meters tall, making it the largest known ape, uh, probably related to orangutans, uh, but why it remains extinct remains unclear. Uh, until now, uh, Yinkui Zhang or Zhang, rather, of the Chinese Academy of Sciences Key Laboratory of Evolutionary Systematics of Vertebrates. Which is what they're all named. Yep, in Beijing. Uh, has analyzed nearly 17 uh, newly discovered teeth from this animal. Uh, at less than 400,000 years old, they are among the youngest remains of the ape ever found, uh, meaning they belong to some of the last of the giant apes to walk the Earth. Uh, so the most, the most recent known of these fossils. And many of the teeth were eroded. Uh, this really? Eroded teeth. This poor dental hygiene hints at a problem with their diet, uh, says Zhang. Uh, there was something wrong before Gigantopithecus' extinction, and I think it comes from the food. Uh, the ape may have had to switch diet as the climate cooled, and its preferred food, which is probably plants like bam- bamboo, became rare. The teeth suggested, uh, suggest it turned to less nutritious fruit, f- uh, rich in enamel-eroding acids. Uh, but fruit is good for most apes. 
Uh, this is the dissenting voice, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Come on, guys. Voice. Fruit's nice, not the nice. best. Uh, yeah. Fruit is good for most apes, says Cornelius uh, Kupzig of the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Anthropologists in Leipzig, Germany. Uh, chimpanzees eat lots of fruit that are extremely bitter or acidic to the human palate, he says, yet their teeth don't rot much. So the the, the story... Basically, I'm still blaming... Uh, Aliens or it's probably aliens. explorers capturing too many of them and displaying them in New York. Mm-hmm. Right, or the aliens had candy. That's another oh, option. Oh, they lured them into their alien van with uh, fruit. Yeah, sweet, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweet fruit. <laughs> wow. And then slowly let them d- rot from the inside out. Yeah, I've never really understood uh, how how we have such um, unique dental problems as a species. You know, like, processed sugar. It's just processed sugar. Yeah, That's the only reason. Yeah, like if even uh, as as little as like. 500 years ago, if you look at their, or maybe a little longer than that, but, uh, you know, a couple thousand years, if you look at those dental, like there's, there's enamel erosion, things like that, but there aren't cavities the way that we have them. Right. But then also, like, they didn't live as long and they definitely had shitty teeth and they just put up with them. Well, they did and it would kill you. I mean, if you had like a exposed, you know, right. go, it, go into it your just brain. It seems like this big Achilles heel for so many animals to have teeth that could so easily get rotten and infected and then bring the whole organism down. You know, like, I'm surprised. Yeah. That more species didn't evolve to have like I don't know beaks or something that that can't uh, just one solid thing that yeah or just like one tooth just one curved tooth like the Mitch Hedberg joke yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) hate I wish I had just had one long curvy tooth long curvy tooth although if that tooth fell out that's true that's the joke that one tooth fell out yeah. Now you know where you could learn all about this is toothboy.com. You guys you guys get this email from the sponsor Toothboy? You guys sponsor my Toothboy. So you want to get some new fucking teeth? Go check out toothboy.com. Only 9.99 you put in the promo code probably science will send you a new set of teeth. You you Wait, guys? is Toothboy a real site? No, I don't know. Oh, okay, okay. See, I thought you did <laughs> just, some research and made some I'm just up. making it up It will sponsors, be within so. minutes of this show going out as we've established. And how would you now. build that website, Matt? I'd probably use Squarespace.com. You'd probably use Squarespace.com. You know, let me tell you a story about Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> That's like just such overkill. <laughs> just memento style. Like he just has some like loop in his brain. Jesse, Jesse, we just talked to Squarespace is the one. <sighs> I'll tell you one thing that um, large animals going extinct does do, which is according to this other um, story in NPR's uh, science section. Um, according to Rolf Peterson, a research ecologist in Michigan Tech, tech um, the extinction of large animals, uh, large carnivores, can also affect the herbivores in the environment and even the environment itself. It can actually physically change the geography of an area. Um, it's like a Walmart moving in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it completely is just... exactly that. <laughs> uh, for example, when cougars and wolves, um, when there are fewer cougars and wolves, their prey, which is mostly deer and elk, multiply. Uh, more plant eaters mean more plants get eaten, and everything that depends on those plants, from birds to butterflies, um, is affected. Uh, even... Um, Stream banks, armies of deer grow out of control. Uh, they can devour all the vegetation along stream banks, and that causes erosion along the banks, which actually changes the course of the river. Wow! So the extinction of things like bears and wolves can actually can actually down the line change the course of water running through in a, a neighborhood. This is something. Um, uh, I've lost the word. Uh, this is trophic cascade. Trophic cascade. Um, trophic is a term to define any particular level in nature's food chain. Mm-hmm. And this is a cascade so the, down the The butterfly food effect, chain. in a sense, of... of well, hmm. Yeah, literally, in that it well, does affect... <laughs> probably would affect eventually butterflies, yeah. That's a really... Uh, it's interesting. I wonder, like, 
like if, if, as far as nations go like how to you know like if a nation's a superpower and they're not a superpower anymore who you know that affects their allies and people who depended on them like everything has to shift to right yeah. right oh absolutely yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely everything in a sufficiently complex system is yeah yeah I mean, you can look at the collapse of the ussr and you know uh that you could end that at 9-11 or something right yeah you know yeah. i'm still trying to wrap my head around what's so if the bigger predators dwindle so in in this particular example they give Wait, so, Gus is about to poop. Get a compass. Oh, Gus, <laughs> not right there. Right for the oranges. Come on. Um. Yeah. So, uh, just that means that they, they're the the, the so the wolves population die. of those they would have eaten. Yeah, wolves die. Deer's the deer population explodes. Sure. The deer eat all the vegetation along the stream bank. Okay. And bec- and that vegetation was previously keeping yeah, yeah. the walls of that stream. Uh. Huh. More solid. Yeah. We should try this. It like... erodes quicker as a result of the vegetation not being there. Okay. And erosion causes a change in the shape of the stream. Right. So it's almost as if everything is some sort of cause and effect. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm. There are consequences to things. Right. Right. It's as if every action has a consequence. That's. Well, what is what is killing off like so many of our top predators? Uh, I think it's so many of America's the, top uh, predators. Palin family. The Palin family. <laughs> Wolf killer and Wasilla. Yeah, what was that? Uh, was it her husband? Who, who was shooting the wolves from the helicopter? Was that, that was her husband herself? No, it was Todd. Oh, Todd from a helicopter. Snow machine racer, Todd Palin. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't there video of him in a helicopter? Just Todd Palin. Yeah, he'll shoot a fifty cal out of a helicopter. It's, it's brave. It's very yeah. brave. Well, I guess yeah. if you're gonna do that, you have to shoot shoot a deer as well. Yeah, otherwise yeah. the deer is going to be eaten too yeah, much. Stuff. Well, it does ask questions yeah. if you're well, that's if you're a, that's running the justification. So- yeah, and if you're running something like a national park, it asks questions about how. How many wolves, cougars, or grizzlies should you have in a national park to keep the other animals and plants under control? And to cross a river when you have a boat that can only hold two animals at once. Right. And if you have a wolf and a cougar, <laughs> the same then you have time, a chicken. The wolf the cougar. I know, I know. But if the but you have the a sack of rice. There, yeah, yeah. You're playing God at that point. It's a nightmare. <laughs> you're playing brain teaser God. Yeah, yeah, you're playing. Yeah, that most of being a park ranger is just solving real life brain <laughs> teasers. A lot of times, like two people come into a park, one of them always tells the truth, one always tells a lie. Yeah. I know, <laughs> yeah. I know, and you have to figure out which path to take yeah. in the park. A lot of times, like if you go to Yosemite, it's such a big place, there'll be like a train going through Yosemite coming from San Francisco at, at 45 the same miles time, an hour. There'll be one that's leaving from the west entrance to the bank. And that's yeah, it. yeah. Uh, I know this. Antony and Cleopatra are both goldfish, right? Yep. yep. <laughs> uh, you don't bury survivors. You have to juggle the rabbits the as you one. cross the bridge. <laughs> Yeah, the doctor was a woman. Just, just throw the chicken yeah. across yeah. the river. You could just just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> just hoof it. Uh, when people just try to get really practical with it. I think I talked about this. I had some interview where I had to answer a dumb question like, if the, the entire world switched to uh, dimmers instead of light switches tomorrow, because it was a company that made dimmers, uh-huh. super exciting, so pissed I didn't get that job, um, <laughs> how much money would be saved? And I just said, I don't know. <laughs> how would I know that? And he got so mad. He's like, well, how would you... Like make estimates. I'm like, oh, well, just say that. You want me to like make estimates? Right, right. It's a, yeah. But there are those great. No like, right they they want to see your reasoning. Right. But I, I thought he was saying, do you, do you know how much power? Be? I'm like, no. How would I know that? <laughs> I uh, could you could you look it up? <laughs> I've never had a um, I've so I started doing stand up when I was like 18 and 19. You know, so I've never had like a job where you didn't just fill out an application. Like I've yeah. never made a resume. I still don't know how to do it. Really? Yeah. Um, that's pretty amazing. That's pretty pretty great, actually. It's sort well, of like going this long without watching Star Wars. Like now, you just shouldn't because you can always well, say no, but, you haven't watched Star Wars. Uh, right, but now it's like I'm screwed. By the way, I uh, think about that all the time. Like if I just have to get in the workforce, 
like even if it was a crappy job like if like if i just had to go get some you know minimum wage just service industry job right i wouldn't know how to get back into that and explain this huge absence right but also so one time it was whole foods right Mm -hmm. uh i was i filled out an application whole foods and the last page on the application was this big blank space and it said draw your wildest dream (laughs) (laughs) it was the most hippie application ever right oh my god and i left it blank i did all the other stuff you couldn't do a rendition of a threesome in that space (laughs) well no i want to keep it clean you know No, but uh, then they interviewed me, and the interview's going well, but shes I could tell she hadn't looked at the application before. Mm-hmm. She just saw my name and work experience, and she's flipping through, and then she goes, oh, why why didn't you... Uh, what? And the, the interview, you know, there's a little place to eat in every like Whole Foods, like a little cafe area. We're sitting in that. Yeah. And drink. Yeah, and, and drink. drink. Yeah. And she goes, uh, she goes, oh, why, um, why did you leave this... Uh, why'd you leave this blank the draw your wildest dreams and I go oh um, I live in a constant nightmare (laughs) I was probably like 17 or something and she she goes okay and she got up and walked away and I assumed like get a supervisor like give me an apron she just never came back (laughs) so I sat there for like an hour just like in the cafe of Whole Foods like waiting waiting on this hippie woman like getting a call back on this right (laughs) like how does this work like I still didn't even say goodbye she just went okay and then walked out she just got up and walked away from me did she make an audible noise like a no. <laughs> no. No. She was just, uh, whatever I said just offended her crystal uh, or as well. Well, you know, if you were going to go back into the job market, m- maybe not in LA, but any other city, I think you could just say I was doing stand up. That and then people yeah. seem to really lose their shit when you say, "Oh, I'm a stand-up." Oh, what is that like? And then you're like, "No, tell me about your thing, the insurance. Come on, man, let's nah. talk about that." <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> and so you just say, "I was doing stand-up," and then, "Oh my god!" And I think LA would be you know, better for that. I think they cater so much to like yeah. failed dreams. Yeah, that you could just say like, "Oh, eventually. I was a working whatever for a while." Maybe, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then, you know, they so, get it. So, do we ever establish uh, how much electricity is saved by the dimmer switches being installed? That's the real 12. question. 12 electricity <laughs> 12 electricity <laughs> units yeah that sounds um, good by the way the whole foods thing i forgot to mention in last week's episode uh some stuff went down at the house while jesse was out of town and this sort of relates to the food chain and and animals and predation are you gonna tell uh, the story well i mean one of the stories not the one you're thinking of but at least why aren't you gonna tell the one i'm thinking of because it's the worst thing that's ever happened tell the thing i'm no, thinking of i'm gonna leave it as a maybe a hundredth episode story i don't know um well you have to but now. we well no i, I we live in we live in, in in a disgusting place. Like it's beautiful. People have I seen the you pictures. Say, we live in a time, but go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we live in a time <laughs> where a man and a woman. I don't know what that goes to. Um, but yeah, this house on on paper is great. It says hundred year hundred year old Spanish villa. Well, orange realize, trees, a pool. Realize now, Dwayne has actually like I've talked on the show about the shared comedy house that I lived in in London, and Dwayne's one of the few guests on the show who's actually I've been, been there. I've spent the night there. Actually, absolutely. Yeah. Is that comparable to this in weirdness? Or very? It was a very different kind of layout. Yeah, yeah. It's enjoyable though. Town it begins with a C. Crouch you guys? End. Yes, yes. Crouch, Crouch End. I've heard of yes, Crouch yes. End. Isn't that where? Um, kind of like Queens. Is that the neighborhood where, uh, is it King's Head that has the comedy... The comedy club in the King's Head? Yeah, which yeah. you played once with April. Yeah. yeah. That's in Crouch End, right? That's in Crouch End. I've been there. I got my camera. I say stolen. April says I put it down and walked away. Therefore, if it went away, it's not my fault. But someone still took it. Yeah. In the 10 seconds, I forgot to go back and look for it. Uh, anyhow, so this house is nice in some ways, but uh, we've had we had some, had some problems. Fleas last summer. That's pretty disgusting. Fleas everywhere. Yep. Uh, finally got rid of those. And then... Um, a few months back, I was walking towards the kitchen in the Just middle of the night. Just playing slap bass, jumping around. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I saw I saw a rat run across our kitchen counter like it's the goddamn end of The Departed or something. And yeah, we got rats. We've already told people we have rats. Right. Okay, we have rats. But like, it's gotten to the point. So 
I finally saw one in my bedroom, which was horrifying while you were gone. And then I, I, I bought some rat traps and then I read you're supposed to put peanut butter in them. Um, but I looked around in, in the kitchen and couldn't find any. So for a couple of weeks I had like in my bedroom, the best juxtaposition of high class and low class living in that I had a rat trap under my bed baited with almond butter. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. What was in the so organic we shop at, almond we shop butter? At whole, yeah. whole Foods in our house might have the plague. We might be carrying sure. the plague. By the way, uh, like I know, like things online tell you, we we had mice in our old house. We never had rats, but like, and the, I crouch in. Yeah. Wow. But they all tell you uh, that peanut butter or chocolate works better than cheese. Cheese is just a thing in cartoons or what? No, the mice go crazy for cheese. Really? And I bet rats do as well. Well, see, now I want to read. So there are still, we have an exterminator service now that comes and sets traps everywhere and checks them every week. There are still two traps baited with peanut butter that they put in, in my bedroom now. Um, those have not gone off once. And yet yesterday, I noticed that the uh, pack of sugarless gum that I had like a foot off the ground. In your room? In my room was now by the closet, which I know is where the rats live. I have this closet that's full of the actual landlord's shit. I have no idea what's in there. I just, that's all his weird stuff. And I guess I have to take well, it out. Those are L.A. rats. Yeah. That's, that's what yeah. that is. But like those rats, they took the gum, dragged it back. This happened yesterday? Yeah. Dude. I know. Don't tell me that. Wait, that's... Tell the other story, though. <laughs> no, the other story is way worse. Tell I the other story. No. Come on. I'm not going to tell that story. I feel oh, like you... Listen. I want to hear that story, but I also feel like it's good for you to tell people you have rats. You know, so people don't hate. They come here. This is a really nice place. Oh, wait, I know, like but, but they do hate us. Stuff, and and yeah, it yeah. sucks because mm. I complain about this place all the time and people think I'm a huge asshole. Right, right. No, it's... And I'm like, no, you don't get it. You don't know who we live with. You we, don't know the... Well, you got to pull the rats out. Cause critter situation. Because I come here and, I mean, they got a pool... The backyard is very spacious. It's really nice. I it's can't like leave, you say rats. Like I'm like, okay, I get it. I, I can't get it. leave food in the kitchen because one of our roommates sleep eats and we'll just eat it naked in the middle of the night. The other one drunk know. eats. The other one drunk drinks. And if I can't leave drunk booze drinks. in the kitchen, he'll steal whatever booze. But then he'll like leave the tiniest sliver of vodka in the bottom of the oh, bottle. So he didn't as finish if, it. As if I'll think like, oh, I just forgot that I drank 90% right, of a right. bottle of vodka and then left a tiny bit left. Drunk sleeps? I mean, sleep, sleep eating. Eats. And then just drink drinking. Uh, just drink drinking. Other, yeah, so it's not the best situation. And rats. So don't be anybody who's jealous of this LA life we live. Hey guys, guess what's just about to eat something? What's about to eat something, Matt? Uh, a black hole. Uh, <laughs> the black hole, more specifically the black hole in the middle of our galaxy, mm. um, is possibly maybe about to eat uh, a massive gas cloud, Ooh. which is drifting perilously close. And if it does eat it, there'll be fireworks flaring. I know it won't literally be fireworks, mm. but that's what astronomers call it. Um, but the collision is now likely in spring, according to scientists at the American Astronomical Society meeting. As stargazers will be able to see the climax on a new public monitoring website. You can put a link to that on our on our site. Is it powered by Squarespace? It, uh, I don't know about the public monitoring one, oh. but our one is. Um, and this could be our black hole's biggest meal in hundreds of years is what Leo Meyer of the University of California, uh, UCLA, just up down the road from us, uh, says. Uh, it might bring spectacular fireworks, and we want everyone to watch. Uh, and it could give a unique window, according to this article in the BBC, onto one of the universe's greatest enigmas. Those being black holes? Black holes, which are black holes, as we know, are so dense that not even light can escape them. Uh, they can only be observed indirectly from brief flashes of radiation released by matter falling in. And uh, we, uh, if anybody hasn't gone through our back catalog, if you want to have almost an entire episode dedicated to the fascinating uh, behavior of black holes, uh, check out the Jan 11 episode from 
probably about 20 episodes ago. Yeah, it was a fantastic episode where uh, Dr. Jan 11, professor of all things physically spacey. <laughs> Over at Caltech. Over at, well, she was briefly at Caltech. She was visiting oh, Caltech right. to do she some was. research. She's yeah. normally based in New York. But she's, from what I can work out, jumped between just about every top university around the world at various times. Yeah. And she was excellent. So, yeah, if you want to know a load about black holes, listen to her episode. Dwayne, are you at all interested in astronomy? Uh, sure, yes. Um, well, to the point where, I, I, you know, obviously, are we going to be eaten by a black hole would be, would be my first question. Yes. And hopefully no. Uh, or not well, in my lifetime. Well, at some, yeah, it's going to be very, very far from my lifetime. Yeah. If that and um, I always think of, someone said this to me a long time ago, and I just ran with it. But I always think of, like, our planetary system as, like, we're just, like, uh, molecules like like we 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 live on a piece of paper or something you know what i mean cuz you know like electrons go around the nucleus and we our planets go around the sun so i think it's infinite like like there's sort of a, a universe fractal, on this it's table like, it's like bigger and bigger it's and bigger infinite bigger. in both directions yeah like people live on this table you know they they go like deep inside and uh-huh. on the the molecules of planetary systems i don't know if that makes any sense but I always so I always think that we're we're like a, this whole thing is a chemical reaction and when yeah, it's done yeah. we're done. I don't know. No, that's that's probably true. Yeah, I, I don't. I think when when well, our chemical. Do, when do our, you mean we as as the universe or we as as Earth or? Yeah, either our our solar system or not the universe, our solar system. Like well, because because our solar system there is um I don't know there is a an approximation of how long we've got left, and they base that on how long stars that are roughly. The same size and type I as our sun. I thought they based that on the end of Men in Black. Yeah, <laughs> whenever that person throws away that necklace. Yeah, right, that's right, it. Right. So, so that that but that co- it's a it's a chicken and egg thing. Like, which one? Like, is the timing of that because of the life cycle of the sun, or is the life cycle of the sun because of the timing of the Men in Black necklace? Sure. Uh, guys, we're back. That was a weird weird jump cut, huh? Why did that happen? Why did that happen? What uh, did happen? Why do we have a weird jump cut? Maybe Andy has the worst laptop ever. <laughs> yeah. So, so the computer <laughs> died for a minute. Three years old. Um, so we'll just try to run you guys what ha- uh, through what happened in the hour when the computer was down. We didn't notice. <laughs> um, it, alien, aliens landed. Uh, we made first contact. We were um, very funny. We, they were funnier. We were very, very funny. funny. They, they were had funny. Some great jokes. Very specific. Great. Amer- yeah. Like, yeah. Andy got probed, Earth-based. but they didn't probe the rest of us. Yeah. I'm not well, sure. They looked yeah. like dogs, <laughs> and they pooped southwest. Dwayne yes. came out of the closet. Uh, then he went squares. back in before then the he hour went, ended. Then he went back, went back, back in. in. Completely yeah. back in, yeah. No, because yeah. he's not, well, he's not, he didn't need to, you know, it was only because the aliens were here. He got freaked out, and people react that way. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was just a crazy hour. Craziest hour of my life. I've never had an hour so crazy. The recording, it wasn't. Yeah, I wish going. it was documented. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just joking about the gay thing because the aliens. You guys realize? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I know. Just yeah. like, they didn't even ask you to do anything <laughs> sexual, and you just instantly put up your hands and said, "Okay, I'm gay." Yeah, like, Dwayne, what are you doing? The- yeah. So this giant gla- gas cloud <laughs> is uh... like an alien probe. <laughs> Wait, say this giant gas cloud is three times the mass of Earth. It was first spotted uh, three years ago hurtling towards Sagittarius A, which is the black hole in the galaxy core. Hey, they're all pink on the inside, bro. (laughs) God. Oh, my God. I thought last week was the rock bottom for our... No, no. I had an hour to think of that. So (laughs) keep in mind. (laughs) Um, Impact is now just a few months away. If the gas drifts close enough, it will heat up, releasing great flares of X-rays, which shed light on the black hole's properties. Uh... Astronomers have already secured front row seats. There, Dr. Meyer's team is tracking the clouds using the Keck Observatory in Hawaii, um, and they can already see it stretching like spaghetti as the black hole tugs at its head, 
now moving much faster than its tail. Wow. And again, you can um, So it's sucking all in all this, this gas. Uh, yep. Wow. And NASA's X-ray space telescope is poised and primed to catch the first glimpses of any encounter. You can see this at swift.sgra.com, uh, and we'll also link to that on our site. I need to really, like, jot this date down. I want to see this, you know? It's going to be... So- they don't have a date yet, but it's going to be sometime uh. around March, they reckon. Nice. So if, if that does happen, if it gets close enough that it gets sucked in, we will alert the listeners. So ha- and you can watch live online. But that means it's already happened. Right. And it's just the light. Of course. I guess, yeah. I don't know what I don't know how many what the distance is in light years from Earth to the center of the galaxy. There's no way it's, it's a small amount of time. Well, no, there's no it's way it's less than a light year. I mean, right. you know, there's yeah, no yeah, way it's yeah, less yeah. than uh, how far away is the closest star to us is still like Yes, yeah, so this is Alpha Centauri. This would have happened. Well, you can probably I'm sure you can go, Andy. Let's figure out how many millions of years ago this happened because that right. blows my fucking mind. Yeah, that is pretty. Let me see if I can find out how far away it is. Uh, you need to look up the distance of the Earth to the center of the galaxy in light years. Wow. I can actually just look up the... I'm so wondering... We'll just Google Maps it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but make sure you don't hit the public transit button. I do or that all the, the time. That'll add to it. Walking, right, right. Don't add the walking. Gonna like, then it's going to be like way more light sleep years. time and stuff. Yeah, way more light years. going to do it. Just do car. Yeah. Um, okay, it is roughly... Um, 27,000 plus or minus 1,000 light years from Earth. Okay. Wow. So, it, so this, so this would have happened 27,000 years ago. Less a month or two. Give or, so, give or yeah. take. Man. So check out, watch out for that coming up, listeners. So yeah, either, well, either look fuck. out now or if you happen to travel closer yeah, to the yeah. center of the galaxy, look out more recently. It's like or we in live past. in the boonies and it's like it, things don't get to us till like 27 yeah. million yeah. years later. You we're guys like, still wearing those things? That was 27 million years ago. We're like just getting into Zeppelin, right. as far as the universe is concerned. Wow. We're finally getting reruns of Seinfeld. Yeah. Man. Um, I think we have time for one more story, don't we? Yeah, let's we have, do it. Do you have any preference? Goodbye. Yeah, I kind of like the, the one about the, the first recording of hallucinated music. Yeah, we haven't done any uh, brain stories yet on today's episode. Story from NewScientist.com. Um, uh it's it's a, the first ever i guess recording of of hallucinated music um this is an article so this this woman uh who's just just goes by sylvia in this article the but her, her real name is obviously like shiloh or something <laughs> yeah. right so she describes it as having her own internal ipod she she um it constantly sounds to her like a radio is playing in her head uh and she calls she has these hallucinations which she calls a nuisance but they can be turned off which has allowed researchers to work out what might cause them uh and this the discovery, the research port paves the way for new treatments and, and hints at the cause of more common hallucinations, uh, such as those associated with schizophrenia. So, this is weird. so about 11 years ago, she experienced a sudden acute hearing loss, and about a year later, she began to hear the constant repetition of two notes, and gradually those built into musical phrases and over time into full melodies. And she said they sound like a cross between a wind instrument and a bell. And she's a musician with perfect pitch, so she was able to write down those tunes and record their development. That's kind of convenient. Yeah. Like she just happened to be a musician with well. perfect pitch. How frustrating if you weren't. Yeah, if yeah. Like the, for the she researchers. Like, it's like a... But she can't hear. Is that what you Well, acute meaning... No, she has hearing loss. She has severe hearing loss, but she can't hear. She can hear. But these are still... I mean, for all we know, Beethoven had this hallucinated... Yeah, I mean that's that's what I don't understand about writing melodies in general because like there are things like music theory has a lot of of uh, things that you can study as far as like voicings and harmonies, but like there aren't a lot of pure theories of what makes a melody great 
on its own. You no, know? I was just saying, or pop it. What's the difference between it popping into your head? That's what I'm saying. She well, knows it's not people there. People who create melodies, it fascinates me because I can't really write melodies. But, like, but I think I think what Jesse's asking, what's the difference between like right now if, and creating, right? Or and that's what I'm thinking. Just thinking yeah. of a song, like a, that much different. And I, but I think my my understanding of this article, she knows the music isn't playing, but she hears it as if there were as if the music player really were in the room, which is different to say right. when you get. Love Shack stuck in your head. I'm sorry, all the listeners now who have Love Shack stuck in their head. But um, but like it's different to imagining a song. Right. It's, it's it, not it, the same as imagining a song. She actually, in the same way that I can think of someone saying words, but that's not the same as when someone with schizophrenia actually right. hears words that they know aren't there. I guess how do how do they capture it? Because like someone could be you know well, she, she is she someone wrote could it be down. lying. But here's what they did here. Um. That this woman Sylvia discovered that playing real music suppressed her musical hallucinations, which enabled Timothy Griffiths at Newcastle University. In well, the just UK, like schizophrenics talking poets. to real dragons. Yeah, yeah. Right. you know exactly it takes away the. Well, well, even if you have Love Shack stuck in your head, you play another song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so what they did was they they that fact that playing music stops it enabled them to study what was going on in her brains uh, when switching her hallucinations. Multiple on brains. Off. <laughs> um, so passages from Bach worked as the masker to switch the hallucinations off. Um, Sylvia rated the intensity of her hallucinations every 15 seconds throughout the study, which lasted about 45 minutes. And at the time of the experiment, her mu- musical hallucinations happened to consist of sequences from um, HMS Pinafore, the Gilbert and Sullivan musical. Uh, immediately following the masker, her hallucinations were at their lowest, gradually increasing until the start of the next excerpt. So they did this. They basically you know, played, played the music, hallucinations dropped, and then they slowly built up again, then they played the music again, and they built up again. Um, and while they were doing this, they used um, magnetoencephalography. Uh, Jesus, I always get this stupid word. Encephalography? Encephalography. Well done, Andy. Encephalography. We had a dog so, pooping in the opposite room. Yeah, yeah. That, I think uh, that's Shazam. No, I'm sorry. They used that to scan <laughs> Sylvia's brainwaves. Uh, this records magnetic fields produced by the electrical currents that oscillate throughout the brain. Um... And according to this new scientist article, at any one time, brainwaves oscillating at different frequencies uh, and associated with different tasks sweep through the brain. Uh, fast gamma oscillations are thought to be involved in consciousness. Uh, beta oscillations are involved in active thinking. Um, Sylvia's scans show that her musical hallucinations seem to be generated by a network of higher brain regions, including those that process me- melodies and sequences of tones, and areas involved in imagery and memory together. So fast gamma oscillations and slower beta oscillations in these areas uh, both increased compared when the halluc- when the hallucinations were present compared with the, when they disappeared. So the things that are associated with consciousness and also with active thinking all yeah. at the same time were firing. So here's the analysis according to the scientists here. Um, in most people, in most of us, sound waves enter the ear. Uh, I don't know if you knew that bit. Okay, they go in. That's what they're for. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, they're not coming out of the air. They're going right in there. <laughs> they're right in there, aren't they? <laughs> Giving it a bit of a vibrate. <laughs> and they're transmitted to the brain's primary auditory context, cortex. Uh, this process, um, this process is sounds at their most basic level, which basically picks out the patterns and pitch. Uh, from here, signals that represent this basic information about the sound get passed on to several higher brain regions that process more complex features such as melody and rhythm. So I guess it would be the same as just the ear is like the microphone that converts it into an electrical signal, and then it goes to the processing bit that works out what's going on. Um, 
But but this is the interesting bit. This bit I didn't know at all. Rather than pass every detail about every aspect of sound up through each region, the brain takes this shortcut. Higher centers predict what sound might come next and pass that guess back to lower regions. Absolutely. Where it's compared to the actual input. Only if that prediction is wrong does a signal get passed to the higher areas, which are just subsequent predictions. That's almost like your brain is doing MPEG compression. Yeah, it's, yeah, like, yeah. it's like yeah. guessing what's going to happen next. Or I guess even well, like when you're listening to songs or words. That's or whatever, why songs like, get stuck in your head. Right? Or it's also when you know you kind of go, oh, this note's going to come next, or right. this word is going to come next in the sentence, and then when something else does doesn't happen, then it needs to reprocess. Right. It's like, like with, if, with MPEG or JPEG stuff, like you're only tracking the difference from the last thing, right. not, not yeah. every new thing as it's happening. So if, you're, if you're in one key, if someone's playing in a key and they play a note out of that key, your brain will be like, oh, yeah, it wasn't that, expecting. Well, yeah, 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 exactly. That's so that's crazy. when one of these extra loops happens. And several successive loops get passed higher and higher until all aspects of the sound are fully processed and we all become aware of it as, say, music or speech. Um, if you were to pass up messages about every aspect of sound up to every level, it would be a very inefficient way to run a brain, says Griffiths. Um, and with Sylvia, incorrect predictions are not corrected. And this leads to hallucinations. So I guess there's like an initial signal... And then her brain's just going, this comes next, now this comes next, and this comes next, and that correction doesn't happen. Oh, wow. Uh, okay. So it's indistinguishable from an actual, to her, totally indistinguishable from an actual sound. Wow. Yeah, so not all, not all people who have hearing problems get musical hallucinations. Uh, in Sylvia, there's probably some malfunctioning connectivity in the two higher regions that make them start talking to one another, uh, says uh, Sukhbinda Kumar, who's also in Newcastle involved in the study. If this happened in a healthy person, they'd be constrained by the... They, this would be constrained by the information coming up. Uh, but in they know Sylvia, Sylvia can read, right? Why are yep. they saying <laughs> this happened to someone that wasn't a fucking wacko? Then, uh, you know. Well, in Sylvia, this information isn't reliable, so they keep on talking to each other. And that also explains why music can stop her hallucinations, because uh, when she's concentrating on the Bach uh, playing, something else she's familiar with, the signal entering her brain is much more reliable, and that constrains this other process. And by the way, on this article, which we'll link to on our site, um, they have three different snippets of examples of the, of those hallucinations that she then recorded, and uh, th that uh, one of them sounds kind of like, um, how much is that dog in the window? I think uh, one of them is completely different, like novel tune, and um, the um, Geneva Airport, uh, their yeah, their Bing noise that plays before any public announcement. Uh, is the first few notes of how much that dog in the window, but it stops halfway through the phrase. It's really annoying. Oh wow! So it's kind of down, 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 and you could hear every, you could sort of see everyone just going yeah. in, the in the window. Yeah, <laughs> they couldn't afford the whole thing. They can only afford the first. <laughs> Because you can use, well, you can like use the first few notes for free. You know? Right. It's like the frap versus frappuccino. There's copyright. Right. You right, know, right. coffee bean can't afford that lawsuit. I uh, the same family that owns Happy Birthday. Owns, yeah. Owns, owns well, because you can copyright just the Achino, which is why um, my favorite actor is Alp. Hey. Ah. <laughs> yes. It's very good. Thank you. I never realized Thank he was a you. coffee drink until now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. I almost forgot. we got to talk about Tom Papa's uh, Topless Tapas Bar in Chiapas. Tom, Tom Papa's Topless Tapas Tom Bar. Tom Papa's here. Do you enjoy Spanish plates <laughs> of small food in an environment with women's breasts exposed in the seat of the uh, Zapatista struggles? Then come down to Ch Tom Papa's Chiapas Topless Tapas Restaurant. <laughs> Last night we were... Uh, You've lost both me and Dwayne on that yeah, one. There was, well, uh, last night I get we were, it. It's, it seems like a fun out, game. Last <laughs> night we were out doing shows and we just kept 
adding. Did to Augie the, start doing a Tom Papa impression? Or what, I think so. But we just kept adding to these tongue twister titles of people's like restaurants. So we wound up in it. By the end, it was Tom Papa and Jello Biafra had a gelato, tapas, topless. Chiapas. Chiapas, Zapatista. Served grappa. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a nightmare. Um, so we'll work on getting a sponsorship from those people. No, what, <laughs> what I was going to say was, um, you know, that's how songs get stuck in your head, is because of that communication with the higher level communicating back down, is you can't complete the next phrase. That's why the best solution is to actually listen to the song. It's because your brain will just loop it forever. Right. You know, like, right, right, uh, right. like if Love Shack gets stuck in your head, that's because it probably has some weird diminished chord in it. And your brain can't solve that puzzle, huh. so it just keeps playing it to keep trying different things at that part yeah. until you, it gets. If you it. have an urge, uh, you 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 have a longing. The best mm-hmm. way to to stop it is to have the thing. Yeah, and so you, you gotta listen to the song that you have stuck in your head. You're saying to get yeah, 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 yeah Go, because embrace, embrace right the now. longing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because songs that I know note for note. I don't really get them stuck in my head. I mean, I don't get Let It Be stuck in my head. I get some weird song. I don't know if I totally buy that theory, but... Well... I mean, there are songs, could... there are songs I do know perfectly well that I'm not really trying to... But even if it's just a part of it, some some weird cello you don't focus on in the background, huh. You'll your brain will try to solve that pattern. You're not just playing it back to yourself for, for pleasure. Okay. Well, what should I do... If I see a faded sign by the side of the road that says 15 miles to the love shack, <laughs> what should I do in that, in, that, in that situation? As we learned last week, you should stop and get gas. Stop and get yes, gas. Yes. Because uh, there could be a polar vortex yeah. and then a cop's going to yell at you. But you know, the thing, I think too, this lady's thing is kind of uh, her unique thing. I think in the rest of us, we have associations. So a, a song is associated to a word or to something. You know, I got a buddy, like, every time you say something, he sings a song that has that word in it. I, I, that happens to me yeah, all and the I time. Yeah, and I do that sometimes. So that your happens. brain is just, it's, like, so complex, and it, it's always well, working. You, well, your brain works by making patterns. Like right, right. The human brain is incredibly good at making patterns and Pattern seeing oriented. patterns. Yeah. But it also is very good at seeing patterns that aren't there and making patterns that aren't there, which is why you see things like the man in the moon. Right. And it's why you need to do real statistics rather than just look at, oh, I think these two things seem connected. Right. It's why people have OCD. Because, you know, when uh, oh, I've noticed that when I jerk off, a wolf gets eaten, so I can't jerk off anymore. Right. Or you watch sporting and, events and you think you have to be in a kitchen with a tank top on right. for your yeah. team to win. Right. Yeah, there's a, the term Even for that, that actually works. is periodilia. Periodol- per- periodolia. P-A-R-E-I-D-O-L-I-A, which is a psych- psychological phenomenon involving... A, a vague and random stimulus, often an image or sound being perceived as significant, like seeing faces in, seeing the man in the moon, or yeah, just seeing things that seem significant, that are just random. And I get, I get the dumbest song stuck in my head when I drive. Every time I drive home and take Addison Road, I get the stupid Gin Blossoms song, Allison Road, stuck in my head. But it's my own shitty Weird Al version where he just says Addison Road instead. St- it's not even funny. Oh. It just gets stuck <laughs> in my head. I thought you were going to say my Adidas, my Run DMC. But it's okay. Go ahead. Wow. <laughs> Addison Road. Do you ever get that when you drive by there? Like, uh, honestly, I mean, I will now every 90% time. Ninety percent of the time, I'm <laughs> yeah. driving home on that road, I get that stuck in my head. I don't know the song, so I'm safe. Allison Road. It was. Uh, it was on that. Don't sing it. Gin Blossom. Was on, I'm not going to. But that album had tons of hits on it, and then yeah. it doesn't have some crazy, uh, sad story about the guy who wrote all the songs quitting before the album came out, so he never got to get any Is of the success right? of the what, band. What, what, other, what other songs? Oh, I like the Gin Blossom. Didn't they like have Hey Jealousy? Hey Jealousy. Allison so Road. One? 
Till I Hear It From You. That might have been the soundtrack to Empire Records. It's a smash sure. album, my friends. Really had some hits. Some yeah. Nineties, mid nineties hits. Yeah, I've been I've been doing a lot of nineties uh, revisiting lately. In the music some, front. Some cracker. Some uh, what even? Oh, crack. That's that's a great tune. That yeah. song low. Yeah. Great song. Um, some li- uh, live throwing copper. I'm not that into live. They uh, freaked me out. It was bad. Yeah. Um, the placenta lyric. It didn't have to be. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Lightning crashes. Yeah. 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 Um. So, uh, what do, what do we have coming up, guys? Besides our hundredth episode, what's everyone doing? Dwayne, what do you have coming up, man? Uh, well, um, I don't know when this airs, but uh, the book Monday. Oh, uh, Monday. Okay. Uh, I would have uh, just gotten back from Utah. <laughs> the book Hot Chocolate for the Mind is uh, nice. on Amazon. You guys check it out and we'll, uh, uh, link to it from uh, propertyscience.com as yeah, well. Yeah. Yeah, and other than that, I'll just be kicking it around L.A., and I'm going to uh, Asia in May, going to Hong Kong and maybe Excellent. India. Cool, yeah. man. Uh, for fun, performances, or both? Bo- to perform. Uh, a little Did bit you of both. Uh, John Moorhead gigs out there? No, you know what? I'm doing uh, the other guy, Jamie. Yeah. And uh, actually, I got to call Moorhead. Uh, I-, I haven't been in England to England in a long time, because a guy... I'm going to put him on blast. He owes me money still. Not, not, not Matt. I'm pointing at Matt. You're pointing at Matt. Because yeah. he he's English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. John Keys. Uh, pay me, pay me, John Keys. Pay me. All right. That's it. <laughs> well, uh, on that note. And we, we have the live property science from San Francisco Sketch Fest coming up on the, uh, on the, eight, is it the 8th of Feb? The, the 8th of Feb at 4 p.m. At 4 p.m. I'll be doing a that. whole load of other shows at San Francisco. And then uh, at the end of the month at Dr. Grins in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Yes. And by the way, I doesn't mean to cut you off. I'll actually be in San Fran right after you guys. Oh, oh nice. cool. For uh, Valentine's Day weekend, I'm at the Punchline. I forgot about that. Excellent. We'll leave something nice. in the green room for you. Please do. Yeah. Oh, we'll and leave, uh, a, leave a note. And I'll be at the Melrose, the Hollywood Improv on the 7th of March as well. So come to those. As always, please write nice things about us on iTunes. Any questions, comments, clarifications, probablyscience at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet us at probablyscience. There's the little donate PayPal button on our website and the Amazon link if you want to buy stuff from Amazon and kick us back a little commission without costing you any extra money. And don't forget, go to squarespace.com, enter the code probablyscience for 10% off. Thank you very much for listening, guys. See you next week. Thanks. Thanks.